Hi, this is Mike Madura and you're listening to the ZFM Sports Podcast. Z. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. Time for the biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. Max Verstappen, two-time world champion. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if it wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just blasphemous. It's just blasphemous. Let me finish. Let you finish. I'll let you talk. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Yes, it's the biggest sports show anywhere on Zimbabwe Radio. The weekend after some big results in the world of sport. Good evening. Welcome to ZFM Sport in the studio. Barry Manandi, Chris Midzi, Alois Bunjira, Sean Tafarinika is our producer, and my name is Mike Madoda. Normally, would start by telling you the headlines, but I'm going to tell you a bit of a joke first. No! Uh, received a message here, Chris. Anzi, Chinoro, Chinonzi, seven days, Kumusha. Anzi, Chachinja, Zita. Chagunzi, Chiman, you. Well, that was course uh, was one of the big results over the weekend. Liverpool rampant against Manchester United and unexpectedly. So that's all coming up in the Castle Lago World Football Report. But before that, on the home front, the coach of the visiting Durham County cricket side, Ryan Campbell, says his team is enjoying every moment of their stay in Zimbabwe as Durham thumped Southerns by an innings and 145 runs on day two of their three-day match at Harare Sports Club. We'll have some international sports news for you in the form of rugby and Brumby scrum half Nick White says test match intensity was on display as his side upset the highly rated Blues to send an early message in the Super Rugby Pacific season. We'll also take you around the world in 60 stops in Florida. Texas, Chittagong and Sakir. In the Casa Lago World Football Report, Liverpool forward Mohamed Salah wants his teammates to, quote, stay humble following their 7-0 victory over Manchester United last night. In La Liga, Real Madrid manager Carlo Ancelotti raised concerns over the team's lack of urgency in front of goal following a goalless draw with Real Betis, which left them nine points behind leaders Barcelona. In Serie A, Napoli coach Luciano Spalletti says it was a bed in the off a bad a bed in the office as a second half strike by midfield Matthias Vecina uh, earned Lazio a 1-0 win over the runaway log leaders ending their eight game winning streak the home front local sports news and analysis We know you are itching to send us a message on the show. The number is 0731-168-045. Alice and I are ready for the abuse. You can send it through to that number. Just might send a message myself. 
read it out yourself. I'll read it out myself. What's that number again? 0731-168-045. Send us your message and participate in the discussion two-way street here on ZFM Sport. Don't forget that if you do miss the show at any point and you want to catch up, you can find it as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for ZFM Sport and subscribe. Let's give you a local sports news roundup, starting with some golf news. Zimbabwean golfer Kieran Vincent finished tied for position 57 at the 102nd New Zealand Open Golf Tournament at Millbrook Resort in Queenstown yesterday. The Zimbabwean professional managed to make another cut as he finished on five under after the fourth round. In athletics news, Black Rhinos Athletics Club athlete Tendai Zimuto surprised himself after being crowned the winner of this year's CBZ Marathon at Old Georgian Sports Club yesterday. Running a marathon for the first time, Zimuto was the first to cross the finish line in two hours, 18 minutes and 32 seconds. We'll finish off with some news out of the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. FC Platinum rounded off their pre-season preparations in style in Mashingo and will now look to warm up the stage for the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League title defence when they host Bulawayo Chiefs in the season opening Castle Challenge Cup at Mandava on Saturday. The league champions played two games against second-tier side Masungo United and won them both. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. And those messages that you asked for, Chris, they are coming in. They are, I knew it. I knew it. It's okay. Oh, we'll, I, we'll have to take... As long as you're not a Chelsea fan, we'll take it. Sharkmanship says, Anzi, Barry and Mike, where were you guys on Friday? The witch doctor you consulted yes. to win Bamba is too strong. Keep those messages coming in, guys. We're going to be having the fan zone straight after our play of the day. That number is 0731168045. If you prefer Twitter and Facebook, it's at ZFM Sport. Let's talk cricket where the coach of the visiting Durham County cricket side, Ryan Campbell, says his team is enjoying every moment of their stay in Zimbabwe as Durham thumped Southerns by an innings and 145 runs on day two of their three-day match at Harare Sports Club. Durham, who are returning to the country three years after a similar pre-season tour, was aborted at the onset of COVID-19 in the year 2020, uh, tasted victory inside two days thanks to a brilliant century from England test batter Alex Lees and the incisive bowling of Ben Rain as well as Matthew Potts. A look at the scorecard. Uh, Durham, 403 for 8 declared. And listen to this, Barry. 63 point two overs. So we're going uh, one day international yeah, pace. I, I think a, a slightly faster. Let me just get the calculator <laughs> out here. <yeah? laughs> it's 403 divided by 63. Wow. They were moving at over six and over. Six and over. Six and over. They were going at a fair clip. And the big scorers, uh, Alex Lees, 116. Michael Jones, 85. David Beddingham, 66. And if you could call them that, the pick of the bowlers, privileged chaser, (laughs) four for 110. A century. Jonathan Campbell, 
two for 30. And then in reply, Southerns could only muster 94 and 164. If there was any batting to talk about, Richmond Mutumbami with 35, <laughs> Brian Bennett 25. And then the bowlers that did the damage for the visitors, Durham, uh, Paul Coughlin, Three for 26. Liam Travakis, uh, two for 21. And Matthew Potts, two for 30. Durham, like we said, winning by a massive innings and 145 runs. Before we hear the thoughts of Chris and Barry in studio, let's get the thoughts of Durham coach Ryan Campbell. I think, um, you know, the veterans, the first-year players, whoever you are, coaches, um, you know, that first day outdoors is so exciting and you can feel there's a real buzz around the group um, look I, th- I think our pre-season has been fantastic back in Durham um, but this is just to top us off really and you know to get outdoors and good um, conditions um, yeah it was really impressive to see what's going on oh, Zimbabwe is a great place so, you know I, I always speak very highly of, of this place and you know not only just for comfort cricket but just as a a place really you know some of the sites and the the people are always friendly Um, so yeah so when we had the opportunity to come uh, hopefully this is the first of many times you know I know the guys came a couple of years ago during COVID or when COVID broke out um, but they were pretty keen to come back so it's already made a really good impression on them Um, and hopefully like I say we're here for 18 days and we're going to work hard and play some games but hopefully this is the, the first of many trips. Uh, Durham's uh, coach there, uh, Ryan Campbell, trying to sound gracious uh, and magnanimous, uh, but the truth is, as a Zimbabwe cricket fan uh, and as a fan of all local cricketers, this was a chastening defeat. Uh, It was a thumping. It was humiliating. And if we take a look at what transpired over the course of what was supposed to be uh, a three-day match, Barry, uh, only one good partnership as far as our batting uh, to talk about, and that was between Richmond and Mutumbani, who struck, of course, 35, and Clive Madande, 25, and that was over the fifth wicket. Uh, that was the only time that there was any sort of resistance, mm. uh, and they, of course, added 62 together. Our boys were horribly out of their debt. Oh, completely, and uh, in truth, um, I don't blame Ryan Campbell, the Durham coach, uh, for saying that they're enjoying their time in Zimbabwe. They certainly <laughs> <That's> are. <a laughs> holiday. <laughs> because it was a cakewalk, and, and in truth, we, 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 we offered no resistance, offered no competition, and uh, to to realise that the bulk of these uh, squads, because I know later we're going to talk about Glamorgan because they were taking on uh, the Northerns, uh, the bulk of these squads are made of national team players, uh, makes it and puts it into stark uh, uh, contrast the difference in quality. And I think that we've got a lot of work to do because these are county sides. We should be at the bare minimum competitive, uh, let alone being thrashed by an innings of 145 runs. Now, in other pre-season a match that was played, uh, an innings of 39 not out by wicketkeeper Chris Cook held Glamorgan to a three-wicket victory over Northerns in a close finish to their three-day match at Harare Sports Club. Uh, a lot closer in this mm-hmm. one, Chris. Uh, a lot of resistance coming in from Northerns yeah. uh, and uh, they, of course, uh, uh, were up against uh, Glamorgan uh, and uh, Northerns 
266 and then 105 all out in 27.3 overs. Joylot Gumbi uh, 25, Tadewana Shamarumani 22 uh, and then the bowlers doing the damage uh, for the tourists. Tim van der Buchten, uh, 3 for 8, J- Jamie Makuroy 2 for 20 and James Harris 2 for 21. Glamorgan 249 and 161 for 7 in 45.4 overs. Eddie Byram 42, Chris Cook 39 not out uh, to guide them home to a three-wicket victory and in that they were made to work all the way. Ainsley Global 3 for 15, Better. 59 Wesley Madevita 2 for 29 Ennis Masuku a 1 for 19. So they were made to work hard. In fact, after the first innings Chris, uh, Northerns actually had a lead yep. uh, on the tourists because they made 266 and Glamorgan only 214 and this is certainly a better performance than yeah. Southerns because they gave the tourists a game. Yeah, and this is more of what we expect. I think when we're taking a look at um, this entire sort of set of competition, we are taking a look at how we can best improve. When you take a look at the previous scorecard, there's no mm. improvement no, that you're going to make from nothing. that. That's a straight thrashing. And, and that's where the argument about playing more and more cricket yeah. so like goes out of the window Completely. because if you're being thrashed at that level, you it's don't not improve. make a difference. But if you're being beaten at this level, yes. you do learn. From this, we can take learning. There are certain things that the, the team can improve upon. We've already seen that in terms of our strength, definitely still lies in terms of our bowling. So when you take a look at that overall picture, I think this is showing us really where we are in terms of our cricket as a country. When you take a look at just the first scorecard, it's... It's humbling. Yeah, very, it's, it's, it's humbling. Very, let's talk about Wesley Badevere. He's had a tough time of it uh, in the red of Zimbabwe, the red of the Chevrons in recent times. Uh, there's just been some decent performances here and there. But we are seeing Wesley Madevere begin to make an impact with the ball. Yeah. Uh, in this particular match versus Glamorgan, he snared two for 29. Is this what we should be seeing more of of Wesley Madevere? Not as a top order batsman, yeah. but possibly as an all rounder. Yeah, we should see him as an all rounder batsman lower in the order uh, definitely put away in fact burn the gloves uh, I think we, we, we tried him as, as, as wicket keeper as well tried him as our glove man when Reggie Chakava was, was, was unavailable that's not his role I think he can turn his arm over mm. uh, he, he, he's quite a, a wily character with his, uh, his spin bowling uh, so I think that this is where his calling actually lies because even in the T20 matches that we played where he was allowed uh, uh, some time with the ball he actually had a few breakthroughs yeah. so uh, to have all-rounders in the shape and form of Wesley Madeira, uh, Sikander Raza, the, I know they're both wee fellas, <laughs> they're yeah. both small fellas, but to have that sort of uh, uh, player in our arsenal is going to give us a little more capital than trying to play for the order, trying to give him responsibility, let him grow into the role rather than, than trying to uh, throw, chuck him into the deep end. Oh, another area of growth has been identified by Alois Bunjira. Alois, of course, has spent uh, a bit of time at Harare Sports Club uh, taking in the cricket uh, and met up with the tourists uh, who were playing uh, Southerns in that game. And uh, Alois, one of the things that impressed you was the size uh, of these guys who are touring Zimbabwe from the United Kingdom. These are guys that will probably pass for rugby players here in Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're guys are strong. You know, uh, I've always said that uh, we we're not developing athletes uh, here. I think we more looking at skill skill tattoo board. We're not developing the physical side of of, of our sport. We are small. We, we are small. We're but not we, powerful. We can be stocky. Yes, mm. we can, we 
might be shorter, but we can do something about our muscle development and growth. But we are, we are not doing. We are so, I had very, uh, I put up a word, wily. That, that describes it. When you, uh, wily. You know, that's, uh, that's what most of our, our, our players are. They're wily. Or you tubby. Know, yeah. Some, we, we need, I, I, like I said, I met these guys yesterday. You know, I, I was like, I, wa- I was watching them play. You know, when yeah. when, you, when they're playing, you it's like, okay, they're, they're in the field. Uh, yeah, yeah, outside. Outside, they were actually wearing all like shorts, shorts yeah. and uh, golf t-shirts. These guys are huge. You can see the thigh, you can see the calf. That these guys they train mm-hmm. and probably nutrition as well. Yes, for, sure. mm, for me, I actually think for that sure. their nutrition is right on point. So, so nutrition, Alois. So yeah. nutrition, uh, Barry. Moving to you, nutrition, strength and conditioning. Yeah, should be key to developing our athletes. Mm-hmm. Whether we're talking just cricket, rugby, yeah. soccer, yes. all around we should see that become more prominent and not just at the elite level because I believe that you know what there comes a time where just from just biology natural biology yeah, yeah. you're not going to have the gains that you would have sure. if you were 15 yeah, 16 yeah. 17 yeah, yeah. 18 so we yeah. should be taking a look at nutrition and strength and conditioning yeah. at school age 100 percent um i think we should start very early uh and i think that our nutritionists need to go into certainly the elite schools some of them do uh, i know a couple that actually uh rely on strength and conditioning and nutrition uh some of the elite schools uh and and and, and develop in that but beyond that i think at elite level we we don't value it enough. I'll give you a quick example. I went uh, the one time to watch the national team, uh, the national team, the Warriors train, and you could tell the difference between a, uh, a teenage Hadebe, even a Kama Billiard, mm. and Takudzo Chimumi. Yeah, yes. you could tell the, the the muscle definition. You could tell that uh, for for the players who are playing outside, the body, the the fat percentage, the body fat percentage was very very low. I wouldn't go to 2% but certainly it was close to that. It's certainly that uh, it's something that our sports administrators ought to be looking into and working on as far as Zimbabwe sport is concerned. Quick breather from us and when we come back we go international with our sports news and we're talking super rugby where the Brumbies upset the Auckland Blues. From the front of the grid to the back of the net it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. I keep your messages coming in on our WhatsApp platform. If you do fancy, you can send us a voice note. I remember, maximum 30 seconds. Don't waffle, straight to the point. Let us know who you are, where you are, and what you want to talk about. So 0731-168-045 is the WhatsApp platform. Let's talk rugby. And in rugby news, Brumby scrum half and Nick White says test match intensity was on display as his side upset the highly rated Blues to send an early message in the Super Rugby Pacific season. Yesterday's wild encounter in Melbourne brought 45 points in the first half but somehow none in the second with proceedings tightening up drastically as the Brumbies dug in to take the 25 to 20 win. Blues legend Sir John Kerwin uh, believes too many errors cost the Blues a win. Oh, the Blues were off. I think the Brumbies played to their strengths, took them to set piece but when I, you know, there was too many errors from the Blues. They missed a couple of key opportunities uh, late and so they probably didn't deserve to win that one. 
I think it's possibly a good thing. Um, it looked hot. It looked like they were struggling. No excuses, but the Brumbies, you cannot let them dominate the way you, that, that they want to play, TJ. So the yeah. Blues, I thought, how many errors, how many penalties. It was, it was a stop-start game, and when you do that to the Blues, they don't enjoy it. Z. The Brumbies are avenging their season 2022 semi-final defeat and uh, they're now coached by Steve Larkham, if you remember him. Uh, great fly half for the Wallabies when they were in their Pomp World Cup winner as well. He's now, of course, uh, in charge of his uh, franchise side and that is the Brumbies and a phenomenal performance to beat the Blues. And uh, Chris, where did they get it right, the Brumbies? Because a lot of people would have been predicting that the Blues would win this one. Yes, the Brumbies will be competitive, but the Blues would surely get the win. I think I'm definitely one of those people, all my predictions for this weekend, <laughs> terribly off. Um, I think when you're taking a look at that performance, they had the Blues on the back foot early on, and what they managed to do was capitalise on their set-piece dominance to really have control of that match from start to finish and also take a look at that penalty count, 16 to 8. Yeah. So that's a very clear indication that they were well in the driver's seat, and I think just the intensity and the momentum from start to finish. They actually could have led more by led by more at halftime, but they were plagued by I think some defensive lapses there and a bit of uh, substandard ball security. But in terms of their overall performance, they rocked this match from start to finish. Absolutely. Of course, when you talk about those defensive lapses, we know how good the New Zealand sides very are at capitalising, taking advantage, uh, attacking from deep, and uh, uh, the ball security. If you don't guard that ball uh, at the breakdown, the New Zealand sides usually have very good fetches. They will punish you. But for me, it's what Chris talked about, Barry. Mm. The penalty count, far too high. Yep. And any time you have a penalty count that's that high and you're also de- dominated at the set piece, you're not going to win the game. You're not going to win the game. And also what it does is it is evens out the competition, doesn't it? Because uh, your skill set, your talent, your, your preparation goes out the window. Uh, because now it's about uh, it being an, attr- an attritional battle. And uh, when, it, when it's about attrition, it's about who's got the bigger heart. And in truth, uh, look at everything around the ACT Brumbies. They're their, 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 their coach is a legend uh, uh, for the franchise. Uh, you look at the players, they want to play for him. Uh, and it's not to say that the, play, the, the on the other side, the Blues don't want to play for their coach, but what you've got is a, a team that's got heart, that's playing a better team. They know you've got a better skill set than, than them. So when it becomes tight, they have got more to play for. Well, just touching on what uh, Sir Kerwin uh, said, is this uh, the best time to lose for yeah, you? Absolutely. At the start of the competition? Absolutely. Start of the competition, best time to lose. What it does is it gives you a kick, a kick up the backside. You wake up. You realize where your faults are, where your problems are. You go back onto the training ground. You sort it out. And I would not be surprised to see the Blues fix all of this and have a fantastic competition. At the rest of your Super Rugby results, the Crusaders too good for the Highlanders in a New Zealand derby, 52-15. to 15. The Hurricanes won a thriller versus the Rebels, 39-33. to 33. Moana Pacifica upended by the Waikato Chiefs, 52-29. Fijian drew a losing at home to the New South Wales Waratahs, 46-17. And then the Reds pumping 71 points past the force who could only manage a 20. Let's go to sevens where we have a quick update for you. Argentina defended their Canada sevens style in Vanilla. 
Vancouver, defeating France 33-21 in the final to close the gap on New Zealand at the top of the World Rugby 7 Series standings. In the women's section, New Zealand lifted the title with a 19-12 win over arch-rivals Australia, which also guarantees them a top-four finish on the series standings and automatic qualification for the Paris 2024 Olympic Games. We'll take you around the world in 60 next. Hi, I'm Trevor Nyakani, the Blue Bulls and Springbok prop, and now you're listening to ZFM Sports. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We take off in Florida where Kurt Kitayama defended off a star-studded and crowded leaderboard to clinch his first PGA Tour win with victory at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. In Texas, in the first matchup between Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant since the two superstars were traded from the Brooklyn Nets, it was the Phoenix Suns that came out on top against the Dallas Mavericks, winning the game 130 to 126. In Chittagong, England collapsed to 196 all-out as Bangladesh avoided a one International Series clean sweep with a 50-run win. Let's touch down in Sakir where Max Verstappen eased to a dominant win at the Bahrain Grand Prix as Red Bull left their competition behind to start the 2023 Formula 1 season while Fernando Alonso dazzled to take a well-earned, po- well-earned podium for Aston Martin. We're going to get into that on tomorrow's show on the Zumoko Formula 1 report. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Sculptor Collins certainly wants to have his say, his way, and he says, Welcome back, guys. I can only say tough luck to Chris and Alois. You will never walk alone. (laughs) 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 Nice one, Sculptor Collins. He says, Good sports weekend. Anfield was a hodgepodge of sublime goals, and poor United gave us a mediocre show. Your fits, uh, my bill. Uh, May the show ever be great, as always. Thank you for that message. I'm not too sure Chris is in love with you this evening. No, uh, I'm after not. that, you're gonna no, have to not. you're gonna have to win her affection back, Scout, yeah, with a yeah. with a better message. Sweet fire in Cheat Town, a seventh heaven, inexplicable, illogical, irrational, scarcely digestible, really conceivable. This is Liverpool as you remember them, <laughs> and <Drew>. Manchester <laughs> United as they would rather forget. forget. Sweet fire <laughs> quoting Peter Drury. <laughs> oh, so eloquent, isn't he? And Peter Drury is uh, the man for those. Moments. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And that's why I'm upset with NBC, is it uh, whatever? We don't American even know where he is. That now. took him because there's, uh, listen, nobody can paint a picture like Peter Drury would in a moment like that. Uh, this message simply says uh, Chris and Alois, I respect you guys 100%. Thought you wouldn't come in today. <laughs> listen, listen. I thought about it when I got to the car park. I was like, do I really Turn want back. to go on in today? Turn back. Oh, my. I actually came here. Uh, guns firing. Guns firing. Uh, enough. Head on. You're yeah. ready. Well, I'm waiting for you guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. If you want to have your messages read out, uh, 0731168045. Keep them coming on that number. 0731168045. Hi, guys. It's Remington Stoller out in Mount Pleasant. How are you, Remington? You say you always, it's always a happy time listening to your show all the damn time. That's damn straight. My question is for all of you. I want to ask about Bruno Fernandes as a leader. Last night, how do you analyze his performance? Also, should Anthony be starting because the guy doesn't take on defenders? He just showboats and he passes the ball. 
We'll, we'll leave that United fans, mate. Don't uh, touch I'll it. I'll leave yeah, that to Alois. I'll leave don't this touch one it. to Alois. First question, Alois. Bruno Fernandes, should he be captain? Uh, I don't think he should. Why? Because he, he, he is uh, he's kind of like, I don't like his emotions. He's petulant. Yeah, he, he's kind of like childish and he throws the ends all over the place. He complains about everything and anything. Uh, I, 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 he, he doesn't have a calming effect. You know, uh, as a leader, you need somebody. Who would you who, pick? Um, to be honest, it's unfortunate that he hasn't really clicked, but I still think that Harry Maguire was a very, was a good choice. Was a good as choice. As far as his character, yes, it's only that his performance does not uh, match. You know, the 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 <laughs> weight of the of of the armband. You know, but otherwise. He, he has got the calmness. He has got the. He's got then, the. He has got the quality. And then the second question was around Anthony. Yeah. Do you keep him in the team? Because for me, for a what was it? What did he cost? A hundred million for a guy for a guy who cost that much to score just three goals at the moment, and he just doesn't see. But yes, he won the game versus Barcelona. But that was, I think, his only match-winning performance this entire season. Surely he should be giving more and doing more. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I prefer when somebody is on the wings, Mike. I prefer somebody like Rashford. You see, Rashford when he is coming from out, he comes inside. You, you can dummy, goes back to the left, and you can do a lot of things. Now, Anthony is one-dimensional. That's my biggest problem. He pretends like he's going forward. He cuts inside. He tries to kill. Did you see how Allison was catching the balls like standing? Yeah. yeah. He knew exactly where the ball was coming. As soon as he cuts inside, he's already moving to that side. If he had that neck like Jeff Beckham, where he pretends like he is bending into the far post and gets it in to the near post. If he had that technique, I would have suggested. But he, does, he doesn't get behind the defenders. Mm. That's my biggest worry. So he, so never he goes, shouldn't start? He, nah, he, he shouldn't. I would, I would, I would, I would you prefer for, for another option? Yeah, I would rather have a, 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 different, a different option there. Than, bra, bra than Mike than out in Bulawayo says, Anzi, guys, something. this show should have started with a moment of silence. Yo. Nah, <laughs> we just lo- we just lost three points at the end of the day. It was three points. <laughs> three points. Uh, it was seven goals though. I lost three points. I lost. It's still it's, three it's, points. It's, it's Come on, the man. United's biggest defeat. To ah, moment of ever. silence. Yeah. No, but there's pride, Alois. Alois, okay. Mm. When you were playing for Caps United. Would you have been happy losing 7-0 to Dynamo? No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. But then the the, 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 the way people are now talking about it, yeah, we lost. Yeah, they're going to talk about we, it. We, we, we lost. Yeah, but Alois, Caps United fans, don't Caps... I remember when, when Caps beat Dynamo 7-0. Yeah. Remember the game, Barry? I think uh, 1988? Yes. It must have been great yes, yes, I do, yeah. At that time. Yeah. People still talk about that game yeah. up to now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I, I know it does. We we we. we, we we lost, I think we lost 6-2 to Man City the other time. Uh, it was the, like, he's really heavy. You lost 5 nil to Liverpool last season as well, Alice. Exactly, yeah. We... We we move we move on we we, we keep it going a moment of silence it's right. a defeat it's okay we lost well, three points we we, we we get on we get on with it it looks like uh, a lot of the messages here are actually to do with Man United and Liverpool uh, and the football so I think this is probably the best time yeah. uh, to get into the Castle Lagerwald football <laughs> report your your hit mu- music station my station your station it's everybody's station Z FM stereo. Solaga Premier Soccer League, La Liga, Serie A, the English Premier League, 
the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the castle on the Castle Lager World Football Report. We could have literally started anywhere, but we could only start in England in the Premier League where Manchester City beat Newcastle 2-0. Aston Villa 1-0 winners over Crystal Palace. Brighton were too strong for West Ham. 4-0 winners they ran out and David Moyes under all sorts of pressure, but Brighton is flying. Chelsea finally winning a game and finally scoring a goal. 1-0 winners over Leeds, while Wolves beat Tottenham 1-0. Antonio Conte, another manager under pressure. Southampton 1-0 1-0 winners over Leicester City in their battle for survival uh, while Nottingham uh, Forest and Everton played out a two-all draw. But two matches in particular uh, captured the imagination. Uh, Liverpool forward Mohamed Salah wants his teammates to, quote, stay humble following their 7-0 victory over Manchester United. Yeah, it's a very special to win a game like that uh, with that result. But uh, in the same time, I don't want that to give us like we, we go to the next game with overconfidence or something. We just need to to stay humble and just play and win the games because we also we are not in a position we wanted to be. Um, but hopefully, that give us a good push and they will make us keep winning. See. Stay grounded, keep winning is the message from Mohamed Salah. We're going to talk about Arsenal, which is the other significant game, a bit later on. But in this game, I think we've, on a, on a serious note, uh, Alois, what went wrong? Because let's be fair, uh, all of us were surprised, including Liverpool fans, were surprised with that result in the end. Yeah, it was uh, it was highly surprising. They, uh, when you look at it, at, in the beginning, you know, it was uh, Liverpool, they were piling on the pressure. You know, they, they were on top of the situation, which is very common. Yeah. It is very normal when you're playing at Anfield, they're at home. It was to be expected that Liverpool were going to uh, keep coming. But towards the end of the second half, Manchester United came out and they started creating chances. And at that particular time, when you are, Manchester United looked like they were the ones that were going to score mm. at that time, and one counter-attack, and what a player, what a couple. I, I didn't rate him that highly until yesterday, Ooh, to be honest. Yes, mm. couple. Yeah, the way he took on, you know, it shows that there is a brilliant player who is going somewhere. He can actually get better. This is actually his first, first few games. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he has even clocked 10 games yet <laughs> uh, for, for Liverpool. I, I think he's a very good player. The way he took it on his own, and, and scored that, and that was actually the beginning of the downfall. But the crumble that happened in the second half, I, uh, it was shocking. I was yeah. shocked. I still don't know. I don't know. Ledaji or guys were tired, confused. It's, I don't know what it's, happened. It's, it's, it's a struggle because you you look at the the personnel on the green grass, Chris. Mm-hmm. It was it was all the usual suspects for United. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perhaps in different positions or different areas of the pitch, yeah. but the usual suspects were out there. Uh, but they looked abject. And as Peter Drury said, Manchester United, as they would rather forget, <laughs> and I'm sure Man United fans would rather forget that United because it certainly looked like the beginning of the season more so uh, than one we we're heading towards. The it end. was it was a spectacularly painful collapse, and also a, a relatively quick one when you're taking a look at the way in which those goals were scored i'll tell you i was traveling i saw i think at the 20 minute mark no goal scored yet by the time i got back home to check there were seven goals scored (laughs) (laughs) and it was such a shock and also i think when first of all the anfield effect definitely came into play oh yes oh yes and after that it's almost like there was no leadership 
from the, on, on the side of Manchester United, there was no one to kind of galvanize this team to say, let's get back in it, let's carry on. And it just crumbled and fell apart spectacularly. I, I think that's one of the questions that was asked earlier. Yeah, yes, around by, leadership. By the listener where they were asking, is Bruno Fernandes the right guy to be captain in no. Manchester United? Because no. what Manchester United needed, especially after, maybe not necessarily the first goal, because someone was always going to score the first goal. Yeah. Okay, so you're 1-0 down at half-time in a first half where you've played decently well yes. and actually created uh, two decent opportunities. Yeah. I think there was the chance for Rashford and there was another chance uh, uh, where, for Bruno, the, uh, for Bruno, Bruno the, the header as well. Yeah. I thought those were two good chances. So United was in the game. Yeah. Mm. They were in the game at that stage. But what let United down was the first six minutes of the second, second half, half yeah. where Liverpool scored two quick goals. Yeah. And before United knew it, they were 3-0 down. At that stage, it needed leadership. It needed, leadership. Yeah, yeah. It needed someone to say, you know what, guys, listen, let's try and get back in this game. Real Madrid worked their way back into this game yes. here at Anfield. Yeah. We beat Barcelona, okay? So we are a decent side. Let's get ourselves back in the game. But what they had was Bruno uh, throwing his arms. Throwing his arms. And all sorts of... There was a lack of leadership there. The other thing as well, which I think... Um, so like bothered United or troubled United was intensity. Yes. Liverpool was intense for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they even upped it in the second half yeah. where they were chasing after every ball. That famous gegenpress yes. uh, was back. Was back. Yeah. The heavy metal football was back. Yeah. The counter-attacks, the quick transitions, yeah. they were back. The passes yeah. were going to the right man. The touches were excellent. Yeah. I thought Mohamed Salah had his best game yes. of the season. He looked Gakpo had his best game of the season and Darwin Nunes scored two centre-half goals. Yes, yes. Those were centre-half goals. For sure. Uh, and everything Captain just, Ferguson yeah, would have been proud. Would have been proud. Those <laughs> were, this was a night, I think, where everything seemed to fall in place for Liverpool. And Man United, just like Liverpool versus Real Madrid, yeah. every mistake they made was punished. Was punished yeah. and, and, and the stats speak about that because Eight shots on target, seven goals scored. So that yeah. that means that, yeah. that, yeah. that, that, that that's that's uh, uh, efficiency at its absolute optimum. Let me let's finish this one with a quick question to you, uh, Alois. I know we're talking about leadership on the field off play. What about leadership off it? Because uh, Eric Ten Hag did two things. Number one, when the Liverpool was was uh, had Man United pinned back. He converted to <laughs> he converted to man marking, went man for man, and left one man free. And then, secondly, uh, he 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 tried to match Liverpool's intensity as opposed to slowing the game down when in possession. Uh, and it looked to me one of the best players for United this season, Casemiro. Things were happening a little too fast for him, and he became a, a, a byword. Did Eric Ten Hag? Let the side down. Yeah, I, I actually believe so, Barry. This was Anfield. You know, uh, like you said, that Liverpool, they turned on the power. The intensity was there. You know, they, they haven't played with so much intensity all season. For sure. But they just clicked yeah. on it. You sh as a coach, outside, you should have actually realized, guys, this is too hot. What can we do? I actually thought that's what he wanted to do when he brought in Tom McTominay. McTominay, that's, yeah. that's what I actually slow thought. To slow it down yeah. because it was 3-0 at that time. Yes. I thought it was like, okay, guys, it's enough. We, we might as well go home. 3-0 down, it was fine. But he kept on going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. It was not going to happen. And like I said, that Manchester United also, they've had too many games in a short time. Yeah. They were not going to match uh, Liverpool uh, for, for, for intensity. He was just supposed to lay back, 
try to find the find, find Liverpool on the counter. Yeah. But no, what that, did he do? He actually went all the way, so, and he was so. actually hit by the counter himself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the counter that he's famed for. Zero seven three one one six eight zero four five. Let us know your thoughts on that game. Let's have a look at what's being said on the WhatsApp. Letter. Isaac from Blaue says, "Hey team, uh, yeah, moment of silence is greatly needed." And men you and Iyaka Shashangwa Cherostov Jayu Aishike Passeven. ZFM sports team I think fatigue was also a factor in the Manchester United defeat they have played intense games every three days in the past three weeks this is Ryan out in Damo Falls so talking about Manchester United uh, playing a lot of football I love how fans suddenly will develop a sense of perspective will suddenly begin to understand when Liverpool fans were talking about this last season that Liverpool is playing a lot of football, football yeah. they were like yeah. oh no it's not an excuse yeah yeah and and all of a sudden it is an excuse because it's, it's a bit of a challenge uh but the bottom line is that's what you're paid to do you are you are in titles you're you're in competitions to try and win them and if you're trying to win them you're going to play every single game and you have to be up and ready for that chris you're not going to like this message yeah. this is from tanaka and motare boldly declares that he's a chelsea fan but manchester united yaka can't hear you from 10 bro <laughs> <laughs> you're too far down you're the too table. far down as <laughs> as you as are down. at the top of the table can't hear you. wow as a high the liverpool uh, liverpool presented the legend kenny dalglish with a belated birthday they present that win from Chona Kano out in Shishavan. And it's one of the first messages we've ever got from Shish. From Shish, yeah, isn't from it? We Shish, don't normally yeah. get messages from out yeah. in Shishavan. Thank you so cool. much uh, for uh, sending us that message. Uh, and this one reads, Bruno, for me, the name is the problem. He's a cynical, spoiled brat. So yeah. he obviously doesn't believe uh, in uh, Bruno's leadership. As we wrap up here, guys, maybe I'm wrong. Why did Eric Ten Hag trust Vergos yesterday, given that Liverpool play fast football? I think Udaya Pinda says Sabe. And also, as much as Man United is winning games, Timmy Edu, Ishiro Gadziro. For me, guys like Shaw, Dalo, they are not good Jokuto starter. Maybe Kumasmo teams. Okay, interesting perspective, that one. But uh, there was also big action at the top of the table. Ben White, Believes Arsenal's hard work over the course of the season meant they deserved their last gasp win over Bournemouth as the Gunners came from two goals down to score an injury time stunner to score a 3-2 victory at the Emirates Stadium on Saturday night. Chris, are these so, the sort of victories uh, that make it almost uh, apparent that the writing is on the wall? When we talk about leadership, when we talk about when you're down, you need to fight. When we talk about the moments that matter in football, those are where you need to tick the boxes if you are saying that you want to win the championship. And for me, this Arsenal win, for me, was the indicator that Arsenal is ready to win this championship. I think in previous seasons, we wouldn't have seen that kind of fight. And also just that last gasp goal, I think just cherry on top. And for me, this Arsenal side, if they do win the league, and I think they will, mm. um, definitely well deserved. And a goal scored by a boy whose uh, the blood in his veins runs Zimbabwean. Uh, Reese Nelson with a fantastic goal right at the death. So uh, Arsenal is on top of the table, 63 points, five points ahead of second place, uh, Manchester City. 
in third is Manchester United. Tottenham is in fourth, but Liverpool now are in fifth position, three points and a game in hand behind Tottenham Hotspur. So that victory for uh, Liverpool doing a world of good for the Reds. Uh, tot- uh, tonight's match, uh, Brentford take on Fulham. That should be an entertaining affair for those who love a good game of football. Let's go to Spain. that makes football all so beautiful where artistry and strokes of genius are the order of any day where the game is played with a smile and Real Madrid has Benzema Karim Benzema has kept his nerve and has given Real Madrid the lead all the news from the Spanish La Liga on ZFM Sport your weekend results from La Liga Real Sociedad nil all draw with Cadiz Getafe uh, 3-2 winners over Girona Villarreal beating Almeria 2-0 Elche 1-0 winners over Real Mallorca uh, Atletico Madrid 6 one over Sevilla in a match that was uh, brutally contested but in the end Atletico Madrid looking the business Mike very quickly yeah absolutely uh, I think uh, they've sort of like uh, hit a purple patch they had a very rocky start to the season where there were even doubts that they, they wouldn't qualify for the Champions League now they're sitting in third uh, they are now above Real Sociedad who had actually a great start to the season mm. uh, I don't think they're going to make much of an impression uh, as far as the top two is concerned but the priority like we spoke and mentioned last week for Atletico Madrid is to remain in the Champions mm. League yeah, absolutely Real Valladolid 2-1 winners over Espanyol Rayo Vallecano nil all draw with the Athletic Club wow Real Madrid manager he said uh, that's Carlo Ancelotti he's raised concern over the team's lack of urgency in front of goal following a goalless draw with Real Betis uh, which left them 9 points behind Barcelona who beat Valencia 1-0 football pundit Martin Ainsley uh, says Real Madrid are currently going through a rough pass they didn't look fresh. I talked to Carlo Ancelotti after the game. He said, we're not good. We're not being efficient. We're not uh, working as we should in the offense with our strikers. We're working very well defensively. The defense is, is doing a good job. But also, mentally, we're not there. We're, we're not. Our mind is, is not in the right place. Z. They're not in the right place and they're, they're, they're dropping crucial points. Uh, Los Merengues, they're now nine points behind Barcelona. Barcelona that's efficiently going about their business. This is the wrong time to be dropping points, Alice. Yeah, bad page at the wrong time, Barry. Uh, this is almost like gone. You know, Barcelona have gone away. I don't see them relinquishing the top position right now. I might as well uh, confirm that they are the champions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Alois. Thank you, Alois. Yeah, honestly speaking, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, yeah. for you to to make up within three points, yeah. it's not it's easy. Tough, yeah. it's, it's very tough, you know, for for that, especially if you if you are done, yeah. you know, playing against each other as well. So for me, I don't think I don't think there's uh, there's much that Real Madrid can do. Nine points is just too much to actually close the gap. Now we are already in, in March. Yeah, and I think Real Madrid is going to fo- focus on the Champions League. I think yeah. they're going to uh, just uh, shake on this one and uh, watch it fly by. But stranger things have happened 
in football. It's nine points at the moment. Who knows? If you want some footy out of Spain tonight, also Suna takes on Celta Vigo. Right, let's dive into Italy. Uh, key results. Atalanta, no old draw with Udinese. Fiorentina, 2-1 winners over AC Milan. AC Milan, another one that's having a bit of a rough patch. Inter Milan, 2-0 winners over Lecce, while Roma beat Juventus 1-0. Now, Napoli coach Luciano Spalletti says it was a bad day in the office as a second-half strike <laughs> by midfielder Matthias Vicino earned Lazio a one-all draw, one-all win uh, over the uh, runaway log leaders, ending their eight-game winning streak. Uh, let's uh, talk about Napoli. Uh, in truth, they are runaway uh, league leaders, uh, Mike, but it, the, losing a game was always going to happen. So, this they should just dust off and carry on. I think for for me this result the significance uh, does not lie with Napoli. Yeah. Uh, the significance lies with Lazio. Right. Uh, it's uh, Lazio's quest to finish uh, in the Champions League, qualify for the Places, Champions yeah. League. Mm. They do play swashbuckling attacking football. In terms of just from a stylistic approach, they are probably the second most entertaining side uh, behind Napoli. So this was a clash of Serie A's two most entertaining teams. Right. Uh, and so Lazio with a brilliant win because it keeps them in third and they're now just two points behind Inter who are in second. The impact on Napoli is really negligible because yeah. uh, what was an 18-point advantage is now simply a 15-point advantage. Yeah. Yeah. They need to, to lose at least six times, six times. Yeah. Uh, before no Inter no even chance. get anywhere near them and that's uh, if Inter can win every game in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. never going to happen. I think they're just waiting pretty much similar to Barcelona to be crowned champions at the end of the season but for Lazio this was a morale booster. If you can beat Napoli, they'll believe they can beat it. It means a power of good. And for, for Jose Mourinho, uh, a one-to-win win over Juventus, Chris, is, is, uh, just, it will do him a power of good because mm-hmm. it puts him into that fourth spot for Champions League qualification yeah. and also keeps him in the frame. He was, he, it was, he was threatening to fall out of those positions. Mm-hmm. And, and after all the progress that he had made at Roma, I think it would have been a crying shame if that had continued to be the case. So a very important win for Roma and also for um, Mourinho himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other thing, I think we can now end the talk about Barcelona having an outside chance uh, for qualifying for, for, for the Champions League. They needed to beat Roma. Uh, Juventus. To, yeah, Juventus. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. Barcelona. Juventus. Yeah. They, they yeah. needed to win. They needed yeah. to, yeah. Because uh, Roma is the team they're competing with. Roma yeah. is, in, exactly. is in the fourth and final uh, Champions, Champions League, League spot. spot yeah. They yeah. needed to have beaten them. Yeah. Uh, and now uh, you're taking a look at the gap between them, Juventus, and it's now back to 12. We said it was back to 10. Now yes. it's 12. Now it's 12. So it's, it's, it's a mountain it's, to climb. But... Yeah, Europe Europe is still in sight because uh, they can claw back uh, the seven points that they are off the sixth place and play in the Europa League, which might be a, uh, a bit of a, uh, a um, consolation, uh, as it were. Tomorrow, we'll talk about Germany and France as it is a Tuesday. But don't forget, it's headlined by our Formula One report. And it was the first race of the season, Bahrain Grand Prix. It was the first. We thought things would change. The more they change, the more they <laughs> remain the same. May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. Lionel Messi has conquered his final peak. Lionel Messi has shaken hands with paradise. The biggest sports stories. Max Verstappen has taken the checkered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix. The biggest interviews. These are happy tears, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't be Serena if there wasn't Venus. So thank you, Venus. And all the.
analysis right here. There's no question that LeBron James at the worst is a top three player in the history of basketball since the game was invented. I don't want to hear that. It's just, just blasphemous. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Bundled and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.